0: Welcome to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Join us as we experience the vital teachings of Enneagram expert Dr. Joseph Howell, clinical psychologist and author of Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passage Weight. Relax as you are taken beyond personality typing to The Real Enneagram, The Spiritual Development of the Soul.
1: Welcome back to the real Enneagram, a spiritual quest, a podcast that is possibly different than others about the Enneagram, and that we are seeking to discuss maybe the spiritual aspect of the Enneagram and not just discuss the actual ego types and typology. Right. I want to welcome today Dr. Joseph Howe, who's the founder of the Institute for Conscious Being and myself, Erica Jobs, And today, we are going to talk about the heart center, which has also been called the feeling center. Mm-hmm. And we're going to discuss the three Enneagram types mm-hmm. that uh, reside within that center mm-hmm. and then do just a bit of a deep dive on each of those ecotypes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, will you catch us up or give us a recap sure. of the heart center?
2: Yes, you know, the heart center... Uh, Erica is one of the three centers of intelligence that every human being has, the other two being the head center and the body center. Our body tells us information. Our minds give us information. And our emotions give us information. And the ego types that are in the emotional center called the heart center are ego types 3 2 and 4 and these are very very concerned with being loved feeling supported feeling cared about and being concerned that they are not loved not cared about not really wanted that's the major preoccupation of this center and therefore all emotions from that one major concern really are tributaries of that major river about love and therefore emotions are the way that the heart center is used to interpret the world unlike thoughts and thinking are used by the head center to interpret and negotiate the world and in the body center visceral sensations and body knowledge are used to interpret and negotiate the world for the emotional center our feelings are predominantly Used to make decisions and to categorize things in order of importance to us.
1: Okay, that's a good recap of the heart center. So we have three enneagram types that reside within. Yes, the center. we do. Which one do you want to begin to tell us? About? Well,
2: the core of the type, the center, is three, which actually says to the world, um, uh, "I am very successful." And threes are the people in the universe who, across all cultures, all religions, all geographical boundaries, they are our movers and shakers uh, in terms of building and succeeding and winning. Um, Really, what would we do without them? They say that the United States, if people were on, if there was a collective ego type that three would possibly be the ego type of the United States because we were founded by um, success um, by accomplishing by establishing our own boundaries and creating our own manifest destiny and in terms of accomplishments um, in 200 odd years became um the most uh, advanced um, technical culture uh, on the planet, and the leader of the free world. So, three energy is very prominent, um, and um, it it really has to do with feeling needed and wanted. Though underneath success, the primary goal is to feel at ad- that one is admired and if one is admired they, the, the leap of faith is made that one is loved which is a misperception of three admiration and love are not necessarily one and the same but through the ego's distorted filter admiration feels like love to an ego type three
1: so, if the ego type, the ego type three, basically is thinking, if I'm successful at these things, then these people will love me.
2: Yes, right.
1: And if I'm not, what?
2: If I'm not successful, I don't measure up. Uh, I'm not good enough, and I will not be positively regarded, and I won't be loved and included. This goes all the way down from romance to jobs in an organization I'm I'm not loved I'm not included I'm not wanted
1: so they want to be successful at whatever they pursue
2: absolutely whether
1: it's being the uh, leader of the Boy Scout troop right or the Fortune 500 company
2: or the football player or the ballerina or the best tiddlywinks player
1: the best priest
2: yeah the best
1: uh, win you know they might want to win at religion right be just whatever category they feel that they are
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or, or climbing the highest in in whatever religious order it may be.
1: Okay. And by by doing that, they feel loved.
2: Yes, it's a sense of love. It's it's a del- that's a delusion that if I'm highest on the pecking order, I'm most loved. Um, it would. Um,
1: what are they replicating? I mean, how did they come into this world?
2: they came into this world as little beings who were very entrenched in family and in feeling a oneness uh, in community um, allegiances and loyalties to others were very important um, they they their identities were found in the pack mentality so to speak uh, When when all that was shut down they decided that they would find that feeling of being loved and included by being successful, by being so good at what they do that that they will the the fact that they're loved will never be in question.
1: You have to love me because yes. mm-hmm. I'm leading this whole company to greater success, or I'm you know, doing the. Being the best at being a mother or a father.
2: Yeah, who was the uh, actress who, when she won the Academy Award, got the got the uh, trophy, and she said, "You love me, you really love me." Okay. Who who was that? Sally Field. Field, Yeah. Um, And uh, the uh, that's been a famous line. Uh, Jim Carrey even said it. Uh, in one of his movies uh, as a way to uh, emphasize the fact that uh, his character was wanting to be loved desperately
1: what are they avoiding?
2: they actually avoid failure because failure is what's going to stack up against them and they won't be able to be um, admired or held in high esteem or thought of as the best or a prototype image is very important and um, uh, once they um, establish that image that that is synonymous with um, feeling loved and wanted and included
1: so one of the ways that I guess the threes oftentimes avoid failure is they are goal setters
2: they set goals yes
1: make make to-do lists. And use efficiency yes. as a means to accomplish right. and win.
2: Yeah. They get trapped with efficiency. That's actually the the trap of the ego of the three because the more they can do, the more they'll be loved. And if they're inefficient, they can't do very much, and therefore they aren't as loved. And so they'll they, fail. Yeah, and they want to be efficient. Okay. So they've learned how to take... Shortcuts, and you know, add a little here and take a little away there to make the image appear, maybe as as something that it may not be. Um, so they uh, are very given to uh, wanting things to appear that they are very competent and the winner. Okay,
1: good. So that's. A good introduction to our ego type three, the winner. Yes. And we have two other ego types within this heart center. Which one do you want to talk about now?
2: Yeah, well, we can go to the two. Okay. Um, I would like to add one thing about um, the three, and every each of the three ego types of the this center, and that is that the absence of being loved. Or the absence of not attaining love brings on a very important feeling that they want to avoid, and that is shame.
1: And this is for all three. Yes, ego types within the center.
2: For three, failure brings shame. Okay. I'm not good enough. I don't amount to enough. I have flubbed up. I am a loser. I am not loved, and therefore I am not lovable. Do you see those leaps that 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 ego makes? And it's a delusion. It's not true, but it is that belief system of that ego. Okay. And how does
1: that show up for the two?
2: The two says to the world, um, I'm good and I'm lovable because... I'm helpful and I meet people's needs. They've learned how to be indispensable to a few, if not many, people. Um, they are our helpers. They are the people in the soup kitchens and the people who want to. If your label is sticking out in uh, at your neck in the back of your neck, and they're the, they're they're wanting to push it back in for you. Um, They're naturally helpful. They'll hold the door. They'll make sure you have what you need at supper more than maybe what they even need. Very hyper-vigilant about what others need so that if they can fulfill it, they will be indispensable to those people. So helping becomes a compulsion, um, which is a fancy way of saying they are fixated on helping as a way to feel loved and if they are perceived as not helpful that's when their shame comes because they are ashamed that they are not useful useful right they have no use
1: right and because they're not useful they can't possibly be loved right and that's what the ego mm-hmm. that's the,
2: right.
1: the the ego how the ego feels how did, the, how did the two come into the world?
2: The two was uh, a, a, a person that was very, very conscious of what they needed and was able to fulfill their own needs and was not running around trying to fill everybody else's in place of their own. And uh, in fulfilling their own needs, they had, they had a chance for their own life, a chance to be creative a chance to develop to the fullness of their little life without being preoccupied in helping other people. They would help, but they would make sure their own needs were attended to just as much as others' needs, which means when they gave, they gave out of a full heart. They didn't give out of desperation. They didn't give to manipulate.
1: So that's good news for the ego type, too, who maybe has found themselves exhausted.
2: They are. They kind of want to be worshipped for being good, good helpers, and that's their pride, which is very, very large. This, uh, this type is very prideful and won't admit their own needs. Um, there was a lady I knew who had both knees replaced. And I asked her what would she need during her convalescence, and her answer was, Well, I don't have needs. Because she was of the ego to compulsion fixation. And for her to admit that she was needy brought her shame. It wasn't a feeling of being authentic, it was a feeling of having a need, therefore feeling shame that she had a need. Because if she had a need, she wasn't actually helping others with theirs, and therefore she wasn't indispensable, and therefore she probably wasn't loved. What an erroneous leap in thought, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so, when they came into the world, it's the ego type too, when they came into the world, they came mm-hmm. into the world... Uh, their own unique little self being really aware of their own needs taking care of those needs and
2: grounded and creative
1: and that was shut down
2: yeah they they were told in various ways that their little self couldn't be that way because remember when a little child is just exactly who they are they're going to be quote unquote inappropriate yeah okay and so the parent says no you can't do it that way you can't finger paint on the wall okay well the message was given the child that they can't finger paint or painting or that expression is not what or do what they
1: love to do yeah
2: do what they love to do
1: that they should be considerate of other people
2: so what the, the that ego did at that point that little child said i'll make it be where they'll never tell me things like that again. I'll be so helpful and I'll bring so many cookies and milk to everybody else. They'll never shame me again.
1: And so the the problem with that is there are a lot of needs in this world. Yes. And the ego type 2 is looking to meet all of those needs and they at some point some at some point in their life, maybe halfway through, mm-hmm. become just exhausted.
2: And that ego structure breaks down. That's why the Enneagram is so important, because it helps people know what ego structure they have so that when it breaks down, the Enneagram also points to where that ego can go to find restoration. And that's more good news that we've got in other podcasts. But we've got to get these ego types talked about first.
1: Right. Okay. Good. So the ego type 2 is avoiding...
2: Their own needs. Their own mm-hmm. needs. Right, that's what they avoid. And they um, um, are, have the trap, they're, they're caught in the trap of helpfulness, and it's called the trap of service, always being of service. But the caveat for them is, if they have enough people eating out of their hands, literally, they have a sense of very great power and control over other people, and a great sense of pride in being indispensable. And so, like the three, they have their way of avoiding shame through making people admire them for different reasons. The three gets the admiration for their success, whereas the two receives the admiration for being helpful and indispensable
1: good so that leaves us with the ego type
2: four, four. Mm-hmm. well the ego type four says to the world I'm good because I'm unique and I'm special and really that's a reaction to having been shut down when they were a child who was born in knowing the right thing to do and very grounded in who they were and very sure and very discerning of what was true and what was fact. That was all shut down. So the way they tried to reconstruct validity was through being so special and unique that it was for sure they were somebody special and grounded and had a purpose and meaning. The only person who isn't sure of that is the ego type four. They're always reinventing themselves. They're always trying to find that true self and they envy those who don't, who do have it because they don't have that sense of groundedness within themselves.
1: So envy, is
2: different than jealousy. Yes, envy is actually uh, wanting to have, in this case, the life that other people seem to have, which is that authentic life. The trap for the ego of the four is authenticity. They're always waiting for their real life to begin. And if they can pull off being different in a certain way their fantasy is that they will feel the authenticity that they knew they had before they were shut down when they lived in essence.
1: What are they avoiding?
2: They avoid being common or run of the mill. Taken for granted. Overlooked. Passed over. Thought of as typical. They never want to be hidden or untypical or camouflaged. They will... Wear something, or say something, or be something, or do something that stands out. I don't care if it's a camouflage suit that, uh, to a to a um, uh, an Academy Awards yeah. party. One or. of my
1: favorite fours says that you know a, a big thing for fours that would just die if they walked into a party and someone else was wearing exactly what they're right. wearing. Right, that that is just that 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 is the worst.
2: Yeah, that because diminishes w- their their um, groundedness. That diminishes the authenticity that they are trying to see.
1: Well, they're no longer unique or special if they're wearing the very same thing. No, they're not. That someone else is, or that's what they perceive. Or
2: Absolutely, yeah. not
1: necessarily true. But okay, so they're avoiding being common. Just the ordinary. Right in search of authenticity
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and they came into the world being very sure of what is right
2: and just very sure Mm -hmm. Um, they 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 came into the world as true being they didn't even question until the shutdown occurred and then they had to put on something Uh, an ego that through specialness proved that they were somebody and that they stood out in some way
1: great so so the ego the three ego types the two the three and the four Yeah. you you mentioned shame and and how does that show up in, in the four
2: I'm glad you brought that up because the the shame for the four in, is in not being somebody unique and special. Um, the, uh, the, the drab existence of a nobody um, makes the four feel that they're not standing out, they're not recognized, they're not authentic, and they're not loved and being unloved and unlovable is shameful to them so not being special brings shame like not being admired brings shame to the three and not being helpful brings shame to the two
1: and so for the four they don't feel loved if they can't bring something special to this world, they feel unlovable.
2: Right. Okay. Which means they're, they hang their head in shame. I'm, I am a nobody, and I am nothing. I don't count.
1: Okay, good. Well, so after talking about the three different ego types, the three which resides in the middle on that primary triangle, and the two and the four in the heart center. Just wrap up for us a little bit about the heart center and the idea of shame and the idea of, of feeling loved or unlovable.
2: Well, the these egos, remember, are ways of looking at the world that um, are distortions of reality. All of the nine personality types are built on... Um, some premises that are delusional and the delusional premises for the three, the two, and the four are these if I don't become successful says the three I'm not lovable and if I'm not lovable I live in shame and for the two if I am not helpful I am not lovable And if I'm not lovable, I must live in shame. And for the four, if I am not special and unique, I have no real life and I am not recognized as who I am and therefore am not loved and lovable. And without that, I live in shame.
1: I remember the first time that I learned a little bit about those sweet people that reside in the heart center, and I was shocked to learn that people really are cons- that concerned with relationships, yeah. and if they're loved or unlovable. For an ego type eight, I mean, that is not a primary concern. Of course, I love my children, and you know my friendships, and all of those sorts of things. But that is not the where I reside.
2: That's right? not the linchpin. It isn't. Yeah. I mean,
1: there there are things that yeah. need to be done. Right. There's a certain, you know, action item, and uh, you know I've never really thought about how you feel about it. We just need to get this taken care of, right? Right. Whereas that other person that's sitting on the other side of the table is caught up with their feelings about the situation, and I'm thinking, what are you upset about, or why are yeah. you crying, or why? What's the look on your face? If we're just trying to get this thing done. Right. So it was very eye-opening for me.
2: The world of emotion is amazing for this center of the enneagram
1: and what is what is also uh, really neat and special about the heart center for me and i know for a lot of people we've shut off that heart center yes we've we've tried to shut that down so if someone had said to me how do you feel about that i would have said what does it matter feelings Mm -hmm. feelings should be put over here -hmm. Right? For date night, Mm -hmm. they're not for any other part (laughs) of what we do, right? (laughs) Right. Just shut that down. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, as we've grown and learned, we've learned that to be a balanced person, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned in one of the first podcasts, Mm -hmm. is to really learn to accept and hear the intelligence from the heart center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And hopefully in the future, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that heart intelligence and and heart math. And some of the things that we do uh, with Institute for Conscious Being on how to learn how to listen to your heart Mm -hmm. for those of us who are really not accustomed to doing that.
2: Which is the removal of the ego's distortion. Because remember, if the ego, for example, of the three says, I'm not lovable if I'm not successful, that really is a lie. But if you build your life on that lie... You are living in a delusion. And people in other centers like you can see that that's a lie. But somebody born into that, destined to gravitate toward that energy, adopts that lie as if it's going to save them.
1: And if they've attached their identity to that success, yeah, and that success becomes a failure,
2: then they their lives, they feel, have failed. And then shame... Can bring people even to suicide.
1: Right. So part of this awareness is learning that we are not our successes. No. That we are not our usefulness. That we are not our created mm. works or our uniqueness. Mm. That there is that we have an essence that is much deeper than that, that is untouched by hurt.
2: And that isn't distorted. It's pure and it's true. And I can't wait to get to that part in our podcast to really get the nougat of what we are in essence because that is where this Enneagram takes people. It doesn't take people to type and leave them there. That's not what the Enneagram is most about. The typology is a lead-in. So that the Enneagram's work can lead you to what type of soul that you have and the qualities of your unique individual soul.
1: And, and by finding that, yes. that is where we find our true joy. Absolutely. That is where we find those antidotes to suffering. Yes. And that is the purpose of sitting here and listening to these podcasts. Yes. It's not to learn how to be a better two. No. Or a better three or a better four. Mm-hmm is we are trying to, to take a journey really back towards wholeness so Very thank you Dr. Howell yes. today thank we you, ask yes. our listeners to return again because we're going to continue to talk about uh, this great spiritual quest
2: and next time we're going to do the body center of intelligence great thank you Dr. Howell
0: thank you for being with us today check out our website at www.theicb.org. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot O-R-G. If you have questions you would like to have answered on this podcast, just email us at the address on our website, theicb.org, under Contacts. And if you would like to attend one of the conferences or other events of the Institute for Conscious Being, you will find these presentations on our website under Events.